Inside Tracker uses science, technology, ultra-personalized guidance specifically for you. Consumers choose the recommendations that are most compatible. Each recommendation, backed by science, rigorously reviewed and directly linked to published peer-reviewed scientific research. They don't just show you normal biomarker zones. They show you the optimal biomarker zones and numbers that are best for your body. Inside Tracker is the only human performance system that integrates real-time physiomarker data from your fitness tracker with your existing blood and DNA biomarker data. Unprecedented combination of blood, DNA, fitness tracking that all adds together to create an exponential level of precision and customization to your Inside Tracker action plan. So for a limited time, you can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to Inside Tracker, that is T-R-A-C-K-E-R, InsideTracker.com slash Drew, and see if this isn't something you might be interested in. InsideTracker.com slash Drew. Again, see what's right for you there. Hey, welcome to the Drew Podcast, everybody. Blah, blah, blah. Remember all the people to support to be a part of the show. Don't forget that opioid saga. That's going to be a multi-part series you want to check out. The ultimate story, how we got to this mess that we're in, taking it all the way back to the Neanderthals. Don't forget the uh, Swing and Sounds also, Volume 1, 2, and 3, and now the Sklar Brothers. Gentlemen, welcome. Yes. Oh, it's so good what to a, be what here. What a treat to be here. Thank you for having now, us. Now, um, Randy Jason, of course, but um, why not call it shit talk? I, you know, so that's a great thing. So you're talking about our documentary that you very generously donated your time to. Which, you, which I you, recommend that just if you want to, I, I, the the trailer is so good. Yeah, I think it sells it. So yeah. if you want to go see this, watch the trailer. You just get it online. Anywhere, yeah, it's right? online. If you look yeah. up Poop Talk, it was called yeah. Poop Talk. Look. I mean, we as creative dudes ourselves, we wanted to call it either talking shit, oh, shit talking talk, shit, the pro- fecal matters. Fecal matters. Oh, come, come on! Now that we're up against the Black Panther, we want to call it the Brown Panther. <laughs> we could have called it the Shape of Toilet Water. Oh, we could have is... called it Lady Turd. I mean, <laughs> we're looking at Oscar. No, you so. need to have like subtitles. Oh, it is subtitles. So when it came down to it, what we realized is we had a movie that wasn't so. Graphic. Scatologically graphic, if you will. It was it was really a movie about why is this a difficult something that everybody does, but it's a difficult thing for people to talk about. Yeah. It was much more about how people wrestle with an issue that's tough to talk about. So it was less about like your crazy, disgusting shit stories. It was it was, more, it was not aristocrats. No. Well, yeah. Although there is there are some amazing stories. I, I'm aware of that. <laughs> some yes. amazing but, but, crap but, shit. But it's stories, more but. about why does this bother us so much? What? How did oh. we get to this place and should we be talking about it more? And yeah. or maybe know, we're doing it right. We don't know. And we just kind of what we were realizing is people's approach to this thing was kind of a portal into their human. <laughs> you said portal. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, like, look, we sat down, we shit. <laughs> we sat down. So ultimately, poop talk tended to be like, all right, this is a movie that could reach a lot of people. And well, maybe Let's the more specify. simple the name. What it is, 50 actors and comedians interviewing about pooping and shitting. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Shit story. As well as doctors and scientists and other folks. It's premiering Friday, February 16th. It's in theaters and video on demand. You can uh, probably the is supersclars.com have the Super, t- trailer? Yeah, and uh, the trailer will be at... Uh, if you go to Poop... If you look po- uh, Poop Talk on, what I on YouTube, you'll find talk. it. Yeah. Poop I Talk on YouTube. Just, just Gmail. I mean, uh, Google. And you'll find the trailer. right up, right. You'll yeah. find the trailer, and it's kind of a... It's in, it's I think be your a, daughter coined the phrase of the title. Yes, yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. taught... So when we were being interviewed... 
on the phone. It's in the trailer. She it's, said, are you done with your poop talk? And then we're like, maybe that should be the name of yeah. the movie. Oh, so it was organic. It, it came oh, out of the thing. Is that in the, in, the, yeah, in, the in the movie? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So in the middle of us being interviewed, I got a phone call. It was my daughter. And I asked her on the phone, did you poop today? And she's like, oh, God, Dad. <laughs> Which is weird because they're the most public yeah, they're kids. they're cojones kids. of yeah, yeah kids. kids she, like my daughter will go on a plane and poop and not flush, which I'm like that in some countries is seen as a threat. That's an act of aggression. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't. I think they, that started World War One. <laughs> Someone took a shit in Archduke Duke Ferdinand's toilet and, and left it there. Like, no, I think you took a shit, bought a sandwich, and then walked out yes. and then shot the guy. And then and shot, shot the, the guy. guy. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Uh, but but kids are pretty. Cool but it is interesting, it. isn't it? That there's some development. I don't know if you get into this in the movie or not, but it's some developmental aspect. To it, which you don't, you're not born ashamed of it, but it no. kind of kicks in with even with without puberty or even before without a lot of social overtones, and then the social overtones take it all the way home. That's so right. I got a twelve. So my oldest daughter is twelve, and my youngest is ten. They still are okay with like pooping with the door open in my house yeah. and 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 t- having a conversation while we're you know it's it still is very. I kind of want to hold on to this as long as I can because the great thing in three years from now they're going to love that you talked about this. Oh, oh yeah, yes. they're going to yes. Google it and love that. But they're going to be uh, so happy. So they're no, no, not that you did this film, but you had talked about this conversation here yes. today. Yes. Well, here's the deal. In three years, they're not going to hear anything from me, so who cares? Right? Saying. Who cares? You know. You've mm-hmm. been through it, so who cares? Mm-hmm. But uh, it you is- have daughters, at least. Yeah, I know. It's a little better for yes. the Yes, I have a, I have a son and mom a daughter. Mom will eat poop. Yeah, yeah mom mom's going to have a rough She's ride. have a rough, rough go of it. But, uh, you know, as long as they don't direct the anger towards me, I'm fine. <laughs> no, but it, it, was, it was fascinating to do. You know, it's so funny. We did an interview with- because we grew up or spent five years in New York in our deve- sort of in our developmental professional life, 94 to 99. And right when New York won, kind of blasted out and became its own sort of news thing. And when we were just back there, we did, we did, first of all, we did Dr. Oz's show and then we did New York won while we were there. And the woman who's the kind of the main reporter there, Roma Tori, she tweeted out to us, you know, hey, if we actually started talking about poop a little bit more, maybe people would not be so weird about getting screened for colon cancer and stuff. Like if we remove the taboo. Yeah. And then we started. That's, that's more about the asshole than poop, though. It is. True, but, like, let's but it's get... all the same area. I mean, let's... no, but I mean, the, the, the having approached many, many yes, an asshole sure. uh, filled with poop. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, it's messing with the asshole. The, the poop, they don't really care about because you're going after to get the poop, by the yeah, way, many right. times. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's the asshole that they yeah. object to. So. Sure. But uh, but uh, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe we'll reduce it. I like her. I like the way she's thinking. I like the way she, and then we thought, started thinking, it oh, could sh- lead to many asshole conversations. Sh- right? Although definitely leads to discussions and also like why America is fighting the bidet. As as uh, that's, that's kind of what we found thing. out. Yeah, we what found out through the show, like why uh, why are we fighting it so well, much? Well, all I remember <laughs> is it a waste of water? Well, no, you're not going to find Mr. Corolla fighting the bidets. You, did you no. do ACS? Oh, that man Cor- loves. He, yes, we did. Yes, we did. He He's in the film, you? and he talked about he, his toilet seat. He talked seat. about the fact that he goes on the road with his toilet seat under his arm and takes. Did it he to tell hotels. you the first time he encountered oh, yeah. said a Japanese instrument? No. We were at the now the London. It was not the London then. He talks about it, and Rob Corddry talk about it in terms that like like they're talking about their children. Well, I want More you to know I was there. Children. I was there, you and he there. called me and insisted <laughs> I come down and see <laughs> see it and see it and and feel the heat yeah. and mm-hmm. look at the the power the stream, of the jet the stream yes, out the, the of the undulation. Toilet. Yes, he he. I mean, we he waxed poetic for about it's a treat. Today? About sixteen years after <laughs> okay. that, it is. Uh, he, and, and to this day, he can tell you how great it felt the very first time. Yeah. So he now, to be fair, the issue with Mr. Corolla is, as he has described to me, 
cleaning the poop for him is like trying to get peanut butter out of shag carpet. Yeah. <laughs> and so the bidet, <laughs> the bidet, the bidet will, will take care of all sure. that. Sure. Someone in the movie said so, if you got if you had a piece of poop on your arm. Ah. Would you take a dry towel and right. wipe it off? No, no you, you would get soap, soap and water, water and clean it off. Well, so why would you do that? But what has suddenly come in, though, are these like little chucks, the wipes. Yeah, the, the wipes. Moist wipes. Yeah. The moist wipes have now been. That be, has come so, in. Maybe that is the little baby step towards the bidet. Because in every other, in many, all European cultures, it exists. In Japan, it exists. And many, many, many people use it. There will never paper. be a bidet. There could be the, the toilet seat ad- adaptation. Right. There, but there will never, never be a separate never. toilet no seat way. in an American bathroom no that way. is a standard. I agree thing. with you on yeah. that. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'll allow that. Yeah. But there will be <laughs> the – and, and to be fair, there's a whole female element in the bidet's um, – just that it's a it's French efficacy. Yes. Yeah, that's re- different than the poop issue. Yes, mm-hmm. I do believe. First of all, there is sexual stimulation. Oh, uh, did not know when that. it comes to the what's going well, up that there. That explains a bit. So I do think that there are probably people who are fearful of their own sexual pleasure to be well, derived from. That, and to be from, fair, and, I think the American looks at that and goes, "Oh, that's right. The Europeans don't bathe." This yeah, is their, right. idea this is their way of a. This, this is their, their idea of a bath. Yeah. And, this and is as so close as water you shooting so up from the toilet. We're a little offended by that yeah. because we take baths every day. But again, back to Corolla, never takes a bath. Yeah, or a shower. He never takes a shower. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now he does. He he's a conscientious objector to soap and water right now. Mm-hmm. However, he insists on jumping in a cold pool every day because that's manliness. That's building grit. But it has nothing to do with the water and the washing because he yeah. would gladly avoid He's that. He's just not he avoid, avoid the washing. Mm-hmm. God, why did so, I just shake his hand? Jeez, he left here. We'll give you a whole disquisition on, on why whole... soap is evil and we bought into the man's uh, sales BS and we don't need it and we're washing off essential oils and mm, mm. blah, 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 There's a cl- – there's a cl- yeah. I mean I bet there's a happy medium yes, for what he's medium. saying. We, we probably overdo it here but who cares? Right. right. I'm happy to do so. I actually like smelling like rose water. Yes. I you. actually truly enjoy that. I yes. Just, and I would argue that, good that women have very sensitive sense of smell and we're trying to – Keep impress our ladies them, happy, yeah, impress and, them, and so happy. therefore we will do so. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. That there's does uh, it, it does it ever take over the idea because your own personal pheromones or whatever yeah. you sort of release out into mm-hmm. the world that gets you can't up. you can't suppress that completely. Not completely, and I would argue way more is made of that than probably is. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably really anything. But Gary, do you think uh, I, I was thinking about this this morning when I took my cold shower? <laughs> Why? I mean, Adam would not have any water exposure were it not for the cold, right? Is that about right? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not sure I understand the we're, question. We're talking about the bidet being the way Europeans bathe and that Adam does not bathe and would not use soap, but probably wouldn't even expose himself to water more than once every week or two. No, I, I think he washes his hands every now and then. But I mean his body. Yes, no. It, we're not him jumping in the pool to get the cold. Right. That's all he does that for. Yeah, that's right. How does he not get like chlorinated hair and stuff? I was thinking about this this morning. Like I did that was my that was my move when I was eleven. Mm-hmm. I'm in the pool all the yeah, time. Yeah, I ended up with very very green hair right yeah. that summer. That's Interesting. True. We'd have to investigate. There's a possibility that he does a quick rinse afterward, uh, but also his hair is not normal a, hair material. Yeah, it's a brillo true. pad of it is like yeah. a bizarre, like impenetrable, yeah. almost like a. It's like, like a, a Jufro helmet. helmet. Yeah, I don't, I don't helmet. know if it, it reacts to chlorine the way a normal human male's would. Well, you, it's the color of your hair, interestingly. Would yours? Uh, 
I don't think it's – my hair has never changed color as okay. a result of it, right. but I do know what you're talking about with, like, the funk. Yeah. If you, if <laughs> you like were to tint. just go to the pool like we used to do in the summertime, like yes. you just go to, like, the Jewish Community Center <laughs> pool every day like in the summer. Does. Yeah, yeah, like everybody does. <laughs> you know, like Went everyone. Went there every day and swam in the pool yeah. and just didn't shower for I a couple did that, of weeks. I did that at age 11. I did that. Right. So, so then your hair, hair turned green. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember my, my mother looking at me going, what, what the hell? <laughs> Like, you need to take a shower. I mean, why? I'm in the pool every day. <laughs> yeah. Why should I? I'm it's in the ocean and the pool. There's Chemicals. water on me. What do you, what do you mean? Chemicals I'm are cleaning me off. in the water the whole day. What's Oof. washing going to do? Okay. Mm-mm. Anyway. Mm-mm. Uh, good times. Uh, what else do you guys, anything else coming up for you two? Or we have, uh, you're always out. I see you everywhere. I know. We've got, um, we just finished a very cool project that is going to be released in probably the next- Two months, maybe? Two month. months through with Audible. That was- mm. Fascinating. It was it's a stand up project. Sort of when we go out on the road and do stand up, usually the first five to ten minutes of our show, we try and ex- first of all, we're there for a weekend. We're away from our families, which sucks. Yeah. We try and experience as much of the town as we can and write comedy about what they're going through and what wherever you are. Yeah, yeah because comedy takes us to places that we would probably not travel to. Some places, some we would. Like I'd go to Denver, I'd go to Austin, I'd go to Portland, but would I go to Charlotte? Probably not. Tulsa. On my own, would I go to these places? And probably. do comment at that night? Yes. Yeah, we try and write yeah. about it and, and over the course of a weekend yeah. try and develop some material yeah. about them. Yeah. We thought that would be a cool thing to document. Plane yeah. lands on Thursday. Here's Can the challenge. Here's the challenge. So you actually hear us going around and you, you hear, it's basically like Two documentaries in one. What it's like to be in those towns right now. What is Tulsa? What is Kansas City grappling with? How has weed changed Denver? You know, has have tech bros priced out gay culture in San Francisco? We, what are they dealing with? And then how does an observation turn into a funny thought, which turns into a joke, which ultimately turns into a bit on stage? And That's then great. did we get it right? The last 10 minutes is our set. And Eat, then, so we, with Audible, we, we said, let's make a, a big sort of audio book, 10 chapters, 10 cities. Mm. Each city is a chapter. And cool. we go around. So I bet, I bet you learned something about comedy. Really. So much about comedy. comedy yeah. So much about the cities. So much about the cities. So here's the crazy thing. So we decided to start this thing, and the very first weekend we did was in San Diego. The weekend after Trump got elected. Oh. So the next 13 months, which was is the most tumultuous year I can remember. Yeah. Of our nation's history. Mm-hmm. We, when everyone retreated into their bubbles, and God knows I wanted to just stay here in, mm-hmm. in this bubble, we were going to Indiana and Oklahoma and Texas and Missouri and Kansas and Wisconsin. We were hitting the states that were probably purple and red and whatnot. Yeah, sure. And so what it is is a document of what the whole – what everybody was going through during that time and you hear through our material what it is so we put together this thing and then we're going to pull about six to eight minutes of material from each city and release a comedy and make a comedy album oh great so the whole thing is called Sklars and Stripes oh my god that's great it's coming out audible and that'll be out soon and of course this movie which we're again so excited about how did Poop Talk come into being it was cool uh, yeah yeah. our friend Aaron Feldman who's the director he came to us and he said I want to make a movie a documentary I want you guys to help me make this movie about poop and we were like yeah, yeah probably not probably no thanks not our first initially said no and he said well why don't you think about it over the weekend and come and tell me what is the type of movie you would want to make on this subject so huh. we so we talked about it and we said, I wonder if we could. We really did grapple with it that weekend because we went back I, and forth. I'd be forth. curious to know what kinds of things came across your Well, we mind. Said, said, well, we said, would we, number one, that's not necessarily like what we do. People don't think about that when you think about the, our comedy. And we, we said, could we do this the right way? I mean, would we be we able to do a to good hand- job? Or is this, is this a better documentary handled by are somebody you, or, else? Or are you, sir, just going to do a shit project? Yes! Right! Right! You're going to do a shitty, do a shitty job. job. So, you want to do a shitty job on a shit movie? So mm-hmm. we said, uh, so we actually talked about it. We said, what would be the movie out of this that we'd want to see? So we said, I wonder if we could get our funny friends, 
and smart friends and people who we know have something interesting to say because we see comedians kind of as like amateur anthropologists. Well, uh, I was going to say that. Let me, let me sidebar this yeah. for a second and just say that it, that's true. And what I find in good comedians when they come up with a great thing, it's based on a great observation that is true that yes. people miss. Yes. And it, it rings so vivid and true. And you Either miss you, or they experience and know, you know the inherently. truth of it. But, and then it speaks and then to I, I like – because there's a certain amount of surprise in comedy, like well, aha, that gives you the zing, the mm-hmm. reward. Yeah. And I think some of that is – Oh my God, how did I, that's so true. How did I miss that? That's right. Totally. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and so with that in mind, we said, how would our funny friends deal with something like this? So we would actually want to have a real honest discussion with them. And we know they'll be funny. And so we said, that's a movie we want to do. Came back to him and he said, that's I want to make it. Let's I want to make that. that movie. Let's make that movie. And so we started contacting all of our friends. We contacted you. We contacted Adam. We contacted all of our comedians that we knew. And everybody said, sure, let's do it. I mean, I, we were amazed. We thought we'd get like 50% of the people be like, nah, 98% of the people that could do it. As I remember the experience, you made it very easy, too, well, by the way. Yeah. That, I mean, we was tried very, to. that was really made it go, I think. I, I think so, too. We we wanted to run, conduct yeah. the interviews. We based, I mean, we've known you for a while. Yeah. So for us to sit down and talk to you about something, it was very much a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And then what comes off on screen is how comfortable you were. Yeah. You look comfortable and great. And like you're, it's like you're just having a very normal conversation. Yeah. It felt that way throughout the whole film. And I think that's why it works. People yeah, were willing to be vulnerable and talk about it. So then we, when we finished it, we thought, okay, this is going to, I mean, we, we didn't do it for much money. We thought, all right, this is not going to be anything. It'll be what it is, and it probably won't even make a splash. And, or people won't even want to pick it up and move it forward, but then it got picked up. It's so funny because the person at Preferred Entertainment, which did Jiro Dreams of Sushi and Arrival and all these other great movies, he watched the movie and he said, I love it, but I can't walk down my hallway to my in my office and tell people we gotta, we're going to do a movie about poop. It just seems so, I, I don't think I could do it. He goes back to his family that night and he sits down to dinner and they're talking about what did you look at today? Yeah. What did you see? And yeah. he's I saw this interesting movie about poop. The, the whole re- family the started whole, talking. The rest of the conversation, yeah. it opened up to this thing and he thought, okay, this might be a movie where people just – it gets people talking. So it, he picked it back up and then WME and then here, here, then Comedy Dynamics and then suddenly now it's in theaters. This is something the, the, we did not Well, the theatrical lease is crazy. That's it's crazy. crazy. Ten <laughs> cities in a, like wow. one theater. I mean here it's in like the Lemley wow. Santa Monica in LA and New York. It's in the Village East. Cool like in Detroit, yeah. Cleveland, Kansas City. Some great City, cities but kind of all over the country in these like cool theaters. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like – I would say this. If I were – if I were at a movie and I in an independent movie theater and I saw a trailer for this movie with all the people that are in it, Kumail yeah. Nanjiani, Pete Holmes, like you. Nicole Byer, you, Adam, like all these great people, I probably would want to see what this movie was yeah. all about. Yeah. Plus, it's a universal subject that everybody does. And it seemed like everybody, all the comedians were people that been – lack of a better word, hot for the last like two years. Yes. Yeah. You, you, you got like people that are on people's minds recently. Well, yes. we shot with Kumail yeah. pre the big yeah. sick and then boom, explosion. Yeah. And so for me, for people who didn't know Kumail before and now know him through his movie, mm-hmm. he is speaking very honestly about his own sort of <laughs> grappling with, there was a moment and he talks about it in the movie where he did not want to shit when he was a kid and he would thought he if he only ate a certain amount of food it was like it was like a Pakistani <laughs> eating disorder <laughs> whatever it's if a, I could eat well, just one whole, less grape you should know there's a whole obsessive compulsive disorder component or theory about that yeah of holding your shit your holding shit. your shit yeah only eating the yeah. amount that you feel like and, your body and there's will. a theory it's like my theory that 
kids get upset because they feel like they're losing a part of themselves. Yeah. yeah. They're losing a piece down the toilet. <laughs> I want, I mean, there's that aspiration. Um, you know, again, you've, I wonder what is the psychology of, is there a feeling of like, this is part of my own death, that part of me is leaving me? Yeah. There's, that children will wave at it sometimes as it goes by as though it's a, something they, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, it's, yeah, I, I guess part of self is equivalent to grief, right? Right. Yeah. Here's what's amazing. The truth of the matter is, and we talked about this with you, if you're pooping, it your means your body working. is working. Yeah. I actually just studied with my daughter. She had a science test this morning, my 10-year-old daughter. It was everything. It was like, <laughs> how does food, what, yeah. you know, literally it started with Amylase what do the, the cells yeah. do? Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the food, it goes, goes into the mouth, the teeth crunch mm-hmm. it down, then it turns into the wet saliva, mm-hmm. it goes through the esophagus, and it goes down. Then the nutrients get out, they mm-hmm. go to the cell, they go through the small intestine wall, and then what's left is this kind of wet mass of a thing, the water gets removed, and then it's solid waste, and then it goes through the... I was like, that is as scientific as it gets. They say you eliminate it, there's the elimination of mm-hmm. it. It's very... And to me, listening, watching, kind of helping her study for this test and going through all these terms, I'm like, yeah, the body is a fascinating thing oh, in that it can Jesus. can do all of well, those things with every little without piece even of thinking. But what the complex part is what happens at every little columnar cell in the small bowel and how different nutrients get through in different ways and what happens to them. It's how does big, it determine? Okay, this is something I need. Insanely complicated. Yeah, and and make the differentiation between it's not each one. Thinking? No, it, it's, it's all, just. Osmotic gradients and these active transport mechanisms, and but a decision has to be made. Our system is in place. There, there, there are there are energetics, like flows of energy, thermodynamics, right? right. Energy states flowing and. But going, isn't that just it? To me, is mind blowing in the yeah. chemistry of it, or at yeah. least where it's like it's almost you feel like there's a doorway and and it and it. There's okay, some you, of it's a, a you tube. go this way and you some go of this it's way. That. Some of it's little things that come out and grab it and bring it in. Some of it is <laughs> no. it depends on what. It, it's going after. It is It is fascinating. And so whenever you do poop, whenever you do yeah. exactly, it comes out the way it should. Mm-hmm. There's and, no and blood what, in it. What I find bizarre is how people are so preoccupied with the colon, right. which, which, which job is to just pull the water out of that wet matter. That's all it does that's to all make it, it solid. Pull the water out. That's, that's right. right. And people are like, that's what I got. got to have an enema and I got to get it out of there. And, yeah. and I have sludge. Blah, blah, blah. You have nothing. You have no. what you're supposed to have. Your body's it's, doing it's it. Perfect. The, sm- the small intestine to me is a little bit more fascinating. It's way more what complicated. It, what it can do. Way more complicated. Way more complicated. Yeah. Again, this is what I learned from studying with my daughter this morning <laughs> on her stupid science. Uh, and, and different different parts of it do different things. Oh yeah. Through so. I mean, you're talking to our father, who sadly is no longer with us, died of colon cancer. And hey, get you you you've got the bad Ashkenazi Jews that that's right. That I've he got. just had his. I just got a colonoscopy. But you should good. get the genetic testing done. Which uh, a, a patient of mine is a geneticist, and she recommended this thing called Color.com, mm-hmm. and it's 250 bucks. Yeah. And if one of you should do it, yeah. And, and then and then if you're a positive. They'll do 50, first degree relatives for fifty dollars. Oh, that's nice. So, we'll so there you it. go. And I'm going to do it. You give me the it information. It does the thirty most common cancer causing genes. Turns out I have a, what's called MSH six. Mm-hmm. So I have to get colonoscopies and upper endoscopies every year. Oh, oh so, yeah. I so, thought Trump was trying to get so rid of MSH six. No, that was <laughs> no, that's five thirteen. Yes, All right, so. so should you get a Lynch syndrome or BRCA mm-hmm. or something? Let me know. We okay. will. We'll share our misery. Uh, Maybe we all yeah. going together. I just set up Adam's colonoscopy. I just set it up. So I, you know what? I kind of like. 
like my colonoscopy, and I will tell Dude. you that I had a. I, and I talked about this before. What's I had wrong a, with you. I did one five six years ago, as soon as our father had passed away, and I you had to drink all that. They have a better way now. They have a better have way a better now. Way. I was like, as I was doing it, I'm like, I hope to God the next time I do this, there's a and, better way than just literally pounding this terrible it's, liquid. This, well, you're drinking like ocean. It's like yeah. the <laughs> seawater taking gigantic gulps of it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was specifically yeah. drinking from a conch shell. That yeah. was weird. That, <laughs> that was a weird. bad call. Weird. Yeah. Bizarre. But uh, yes, now it's different. It's a much low, lower deal. It's, you drink actual water after you take some stuff and you don't That's lie. right. That's right. Uh, and- uh, what was that? Oh, and the uh, Michael Jackson's milk, if you can get that, it's pretty good. What's Michael Jackson's the, milk? Uh, um, Propofol. 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 I thought you had to just for right. a while lay Before down next to Corey that, Feldman. I used and fentanyl, yes. and I felt like hell after that Propofol last time. Oh. Hey, oh. Fentanyl is what they gave my wife when she was giving birth. You yeah. Know, that stuff that. is Oof. just. Oof. Oof. Well, it is uh, It is fascinating. And, and I will say that after doing this movie and making the movie, I am more open to talking about it. Mm. And I feel like I've become a little well, more was, open with What my was habits. crazy is. Really? Yes. I am not joking. I Open with your habits. Yes. I have been more open to. I was more of a private pooper. I would. I would shit in my son's bathroom which has now led him to shit in our bathroom which right. is kind of like I guess like retribution musical chairs yeah so but, like some sort of weird because like, I was cat, like cat shit yeah I don't want to do this shitter. I don't want to wreck my bathroom that I share with my wife and so but Ooh, since that we're I, learning a lot of things here about yeah, the, the, exactly. the power of his uh, work yeah. well yeah and I said ruin your wife's bathroom <laughs> right but I was like you know what this is natural and, and maybe I'm being hard on myself and maybe it's you know the smell goes away and I just should be more open about it and just and by the way with all that colon cancer stuff you should be taking prebiotics and and bulk and all that kind of stuff too i should you know, you i take definitely some, should take some metamucil or some sort of psyllium husk or something yes There's all kinds of good stuff you can take you yes. taking all of that stuff you too but, but you do <laughs> you well, too I you say we should be taking okay. bono and the edge should be but, taking yeah but the but the idea that well, the like people with the family history of colon cancer yes, yes yes you yes, know yes, when yes, but smart. we sat down and you talked to like you know, Pete Holmes has been a friend of ours for 20 years, mm-hmm. and we sat down and talked to him, and he's like, yeah, I make a great shit, and I asked my wife to come over and look oh, at that, it. Oh, that is a that is a classic male move. Okay. Did but, you see the South Park where Randy takes the gigantic <laughs> Oh, my God. You, now you have to see this. <laughs> now I have to see it. No, <laughs> I Because he's literally like, go, oh, my God. Wait, Sharon. Sharon, come here. <laughs> so he shares it come with Come take her. a look at the turd of the and century. The, and, by, and by the way, these guys have a meditation room upstairs in their house. They're evolved they're very, people. They're very evolved people. To me, it doesn't feel very caveman. It felt like a very evolved thing and I was like wow you guys have that sort of a relationship where you invite her to look at your shit and that's something I never knew about him (laughs) and it took sitting down and interviewing for this she a comedian too no No. but it took sitting down and interviewing him for this movie to get I don't think I could have lived through my life had I not learned that 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 made my life meaningful now to Thank know you. that he shows his shit to his wife. I mean, every once in a while. <laughs> every once in a while, if it's a good one, not every time. You know, I, uh, I will say that I now, if I have a great shit and it feels really like good, and it was like aced it, walked out of the bathroom, I will share that information. What's extra super bizarre about this conversation right now is that I strangely have developed a preoccupation. No, no, sh- no, no shit, shit, no shit, with the TV show Shit's Creek. Oh my god! <laughs> great, great I show. love that show. Uh, it's my, Eugene Levy. I, my, I know. 
My wife and I watched. Son is really good on there too. Unbelievable, so funny. good, so funny. I mean, Chris like, so good. I, the acting and all of them, and the, the daughter, the one who plays the daughter, Great. so good. And, and Eugene Levy's daughter is Twyla. The, in the, yeah, what I the know. hell? Ridiculous, ridiculous. Famous and Great. talented family. Because and we it watched doesn't always thirty go that way. episodes in three days. <laughs> I, I kid you not. That's awesome. It it's is a weird preoccupation. It's and strangely, a, it's about shit. Shit. Too. Shit's town. See, shit's it's not a shitty it's town. It's in the air. Mayor shit at Shit's Creek. It's and, yeah, in the it's air. Part of the paper. It's, it's, look, it's a sign said, for this movie. I'm telling you, we're, this is coming out on President's Day weekend. What, what better way to honor our current president than to watch a February movie February 16th. Oh. Right? Huh? Yeah. Right? I, I, no, too bad he can't go on Howard Stern anymore because you know he could talk about that. I'm sure he's taking some shits that he makes everyone look at. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. I'm talking he about, makes like, everyone in his cabinet look at it and stand up and clap for it. Yeah. You got it. Hey, he's not clapping. It's like the scene from Blazing Saddles. I didn't I get, get a, a rump, rump out, out of that guy. guy. Give the governor a rump. Are we really? Is that the guy? That's what we've come to. Didn't Lyndon Johnson, isn't he famous for having held cabinet meetings while he took a shit oh my god <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not kidding Isn't I that, believe you I, I, believe I don't know true. that but that's I, fantastic I that to me feels like a very like a Texas person yeah yeah that. door yeah. open and eating What's probably that? something else while Gary, he's going can you check that out for me I don't want that thumbs up that on that that's truthful yeah, I didn't want to be apocryphal but, but uh, I was imagining he's like eating like Texas toast while he's taking a shit like just non-stop have you ever eaten anything while you're taking a shit no sure Eat while you've taken a shit? I'm sure. Yeah. So for me- What is Texas toast? Texas, Texas toast is like a thick, big, thick, kind of brioche style piece toast, of toast. Just like slathered in butter uh, while yeah. he's taking a right, dump. You were, with the, the, with you were it, eating so, a shitting? No, not eating shitting, but like to that end, I was also, for some reason, I didn't love like pooping in public or whatnot. My kids opened me up a little bit. This movie opened me up so much more because we did this movie. Then I went on a river rafting trip where like you have to, in there's, the wild. A, there's yes. a thing called, you're with, we were with five other families. There's a thing called the Groover, which is basically a bucket and they put Groover. a little, they the put Groover. a, the Groover, you put a little, <laughs> you put a little, <laughs> yeah. put, a little <laughs> put a little tent around it, but it's <laughs> wide open and you're just looking out at it. Oh, and God, I will say stupid. some of the greatest, some uh-huh. of my favorite moments on that trip was just sitting in the Groover and just ha- after I had a nice big cup of coffee, listening just to the the creek, listening to the by. water, yeah. the river, the Snake River go by while I made my own snake. It was wonderful. Uh-huh. Look, the shit, the when co- that is coffee's second gift, really. Yeah, well, they tastes used to, good, and then it cleans it, you. It out. Used to be recommended by physicians as a laxative. Better. Coffee. Yeah, I'm sure now everybody says don't do it, but don't drink what. Don't coffee. your coffee as a laxative, but is uh, it? It is a laxative. I mean, it just happens to be. To me, it's like every morning is like the last 15 minutes of the TV show Hoarders. I'm just like, get it all out. Of course, you hear me speak quite a bit about blood sugar. And I'm not talking strictly about people with diabetes. I'm talking about all of us. Blood sugar figures very prominently into oxidative metabolism, lipid metabolism, and some of the oxidative damage, inflammatory damage that so many of us suffer from. I know myself have a significant issue with this. And let's be clear. You can never supplement your way out of this problem. Diet is extremely important. But look, uh, there are things you can do to help yourself out. And particularly given the addictive nature of sugar and carbohydrates, uh, we have a lot of swings in our blood sugar, and it's very difficult for us to stop and maintain healthy blood sugar levels. One of the ways, of course, is to reduce carbohydrates, that's sugars and starches, and keep more fat and protein coming in, more fiber. But uh, we all tend to cheek, so you can consider adding blood sugar breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's an easy supplement, easy to take, and it has several studies to back up its claims. 
The fact is it contains very commonly known elements that can help us with our blood sugar stability like biotin, chromium, cinnamon, and more. And uh, Biooptimizers, as always, does a lot of research on what's available out there in a supplement to do the work. It safely lowers blood sugar after meals and hopefully keeps you know, keeps a lid on some of these fluctuations that can really do us damage. And for an exclusive offer for our listeners, just go to bloodsugarbreakthrough.health/drew and you'll save 10% with code DrDrew10 when you try Blood Sugar Breakthrough. And if you use that link, that is bloodsugarbreakthrough.health/drew, your exclusive 10% discount will already be applied. BetterHelp is sponsoring this podcast, and if you are feeling depressed or struggling with relationships, well, there's many things BetterHelp can offer you online. Professional counselors who can listen and help assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist, start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. Professional counseling done securely. Broad range of expertise available, and it's available worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in a waiting room in an uncomfortable office. Better help. They're excellent providers. I've referred family, friends, patients. They are committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. In fact, they're more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is also available. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Our podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and our listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com. Visit betterhelp.com and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced BetterHelp professional. I've told you before, health insurance doesn't always cover the full cost of an emergency medical flight. Even with comprehensive coverage, you can still get hit. I think most people know with a substantial deductible or co-pays. Protect your family and your finances with an Air Medicare Network membership. As a member, if an emergency rises, the expense of an air medical transport is completely covered when flown by an AMCN provider. Membership costs as little as $85 a year and covers your entire household every day, even when you're away from home. That is just pennies a day. We all know that the unexpected can happen. An AMCN membership is protection no family should be without. And for a limited time, as a Dr. Drew podcast listener, you'll get a $50 e-gift card when you join. Simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash Drew and use offer code Drew. Well, there's something called the gastrocolic reflex. Right. Which is when you put something warm in your stomach, it causes what's called a mass movement with the things to move down into the ampulla. Now you guys are getting deep there into this. There we go. This, this is so deep in it. <laughs> so, Wait, we, did we talk about like the poop uh, transplants with oh, you? No, we did not. I, well, we maybe we, we did. We talked back, about it yeah. in the movie, yeah, yeah. but like what, where have we gone from it's there? It's become standard care. Standard care. Yeah, yeah. It's explain awesome. it. Really Just explain it I will again. take your poop out and exchange it with the poop Better of this poop. gentleman over here. It's, it's really it's the bacteria in your poop, mm-hmm. and it's the and it's in a pill. You don't. It doesn't really. You know, it's not like not like you're, not taking, like you're taking a log and replacing it. You know, like like a silly putty rolling it up and jamming <laughs> it into. It. So it's in pill form, but it's yeah. other bacteria yeah. from other poop yeah. that yeah. somehow colonize. And it works. It's for C. C difficile. Uh, Clostridium difficile overgrowth. By the way, who, like, what was the moment at which that worked? You know what I mean? Like, who was like, I have an idea. Let's get someone else's shit and put it in your ass. And then the Clostridium has been getting so resistant and people have been getting so desperate 
I could see where that would occur pretty easily to somebody. Like, how are we going to get the back? Let's get some real bacteria, bacteria back in that gut. Right, right. And uh, we could probably package it in a something. And they, 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 I'm sure they weren't even thinking about the poo part. It was just right. the bacteria. It's right. just all about you the bacteria. You put it in a pill. Yeah. I mean, if so, I, look, I, I know people who, if they said, you're going to eat the placenta of your child, you would say, no way. That, Try this pill over here. Right, right. I'm not going to tell you what's in it. Right. So I'm mean, fine with it. So right. again, you mentioned- There's a weird. There's another movie in that, I think. Oh, well, I Not just the placenta thing, but the idea we'd take a pill with anything. Anything. Else. I mean, okay, so but you mentioned the, opi- this, you you mentioned the yeah. opioid crisis at the beginning. Okay. Okay, and, and you know, we do a sports podcast and we, you know, talk deeply about the issues, certainly in the NFL about, opi- you know, players taking opioids for pain and mm-hmm. whatnot, hydrocodone. If- they made and, – and there are some athletes because they live in towns like in Colorado where mm-hmm. you can smoke weed mm-hmm. and a lot of them say that is better for my pain. Good. I actually Take feel it. better. Yes. Take it. What if you did – you made pills look exactly like Vicodin yeah. and you stuck them in pill bottles that looked exactly like the Vicodin pill bottles but they were made of THC or whatever, okay. you, whatever you would need. And you yeah. said – and doctors prescribed that to NFL players yeah. and said take this for your pain. Yeah. I believe that to a person, they would all say, fine, because it looks like all the other medicine I take. Do you know what I'm saying? They, they, like, yes, they would, they would say, well, first of all, ethically, we can't do that, number one. Unless, oh, I know. You tell it, them what it is, okay. but I'm just saying okay. like but, – but, but, And it might have some added bang because they are so attuned conditioned to the, the opioid, but it is different. And, and, and some people have no effect on it. Yeah, some no people have good pain control. Some people have only, it's really, cannabis is a weird drug and it affects your genetic very much alters how how it affects you. So, and they're okay. all over the map in terms of whether you like it, whether it makes you high, whether it makes you anxious, whether it gives you good pain control. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's a complicated thing. But for those that are prone to a good effect, I think you'd enhance the good effect by doing that. Yeah, if, if particularly like the opiates, and, and have less of a addictive sort of track. Di- different addictive element, different different quality to it. And I and for the record, much rather have somebody taking p- cannabis than opiate. Much, 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 much. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether they get addicted to it or not, I don't care. Yeah. I'd much rather than taking the, yeah. the cannabis than the opiate. Is there I a mean, difference op- in like the effects or the benefits as to if it's smoked or ingested? In terms of pain, yeah. You're getting much higher levels when you ingest Just it. when you yeah. eat it. And, and right. you, it's harder to control and stuff too. So most people like smoking because they can adjust it better. Yeah. yeah. And opioids, if we're going back to pooping, I mean, that'll stop you the hell up forever. Oh, I mean, the, that's the, the, just listen, the worst. Listen, the, the, t- the TV commercials for how yeah. to deal with the opioid-induced bowel mm-hmm. constipation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So great. Now we've got Now we've built a whole other oh. industry oh. for – Come on. Don't even like go there. I, I'm, I'm On my website, I'm writing a ultimate opiate uh, saga. I'm yeah. taking – how the poppy got used back in prehistoric old era. days, and I'm taking it all the way to how do we got in this mess today? And mm. I and I witnessed it happen. I know exactly how it happened, and people don't understand it. Worse now than 20 years ago when we were. Oh yeah. Well, no, we're no, we're well. The adult, the teenagers aren't still with it. Teenagers have stopped. It just stopped outright, and they were where the new Why ones were that? coming from because they're looking at everybody dying, and they got the message. Teenagers really? are – oh, yeah, yeah. They're just smarter. Yeah. They're just, they just got the message. They right. got this will kill you. It's killing everybody, killing the aunts and uncles and blah, blah, blah. I will not do that. Wow. Uh, so they're, they're not doing that. And the, the crazy thing is that our biggest previous opiate epidemic was in the 1890s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had something to do with the Civil War. Exactly what – now that I researched a little bit, it's not – Was not Industrial Revolution based? No, well, what happened was – no, it's a little complicated. So morphine sulfate came along, okay? And that was sort of during the Civil War and they were using it liberally during the Civil War. So people get injured, they get a morphine drip? No, 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 no. There was no IV. Not even that. They just invented the hypodermic needle during oh, the Civil War. And- 
Well, yeah. but they hadn't they didn't have any. They didn't have any of the syringes. They didn't have any of the stuff. They didn't have any way of dissolving it. So they were using it sort of powders and orally and all kinds of funky ways. And laudanum had been around for a while, which is sort of an opium-like product. They're using a lot of that. But they didn't have much of it. They didn't have a lot of it. So they didn't get a lot of addiction. After the Civil War, all the ladies who lost husbands, it looks like that's where it really broke out. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got going in the wow. – all the trauma from the war. The, wow. As people started using it for this and that. And that's the addiction took up. Then when the doctors who were creating the addiction took a good look at it, they went, oh, shit. Well, first of all, it was working pretty well for alcoholics We turned because alcoholics are really objectionable. Now they're all morphine. They turned all their alcoholics into morphine, morphine addicts because they were more easy. They were nicer yeah. than when they were on alcohol. <clears throat> so they, they, they were treating alcoholics with morphine. Then they started treating morphine with amphetamines. And to get we, them uppers. No. To, to, they thought they just string – what we're doing today, we're doing the same effing thing. which Moving is we, we just move from, from one to the next. To the and next. so the cannabis is kind of the same thing but at least a weaker version of a it. You're, weaker, you're kind of trying to yeah. land it a little right. bit. Right. But this is something medicine has always done. It's they, this fantasy that we can treat addiction with another with drug. With another addiction. And end up addicting them to something. Anyway, this was going on in the 1890s. The Kerosene Narcotic Act kicked in because – they were doctors were screwing it up so badly. The government had to get involved with it. Oh my God. And finally, you can find these documentations, these papers of people, doctors saying, "Well, this is bad. Doctors have created this. This is really our problem. But we better just make sure we don't get any more of these. Let's not do this anymore. Wink, wink. We'll see how the rest of them make do. By them, you know, they just let them all die. Oh my God. They just let the, and, and we, I believe, we're doing something similar now. Humble. Just letting people – We're not properly treating them. We're not properly treating them. So. Saying, okay, let's move on is essentially what they're saying. Like we can't fix this It's this like round. let's just make sure we don't get any more addicts. Added. Right. Wink, wink. You know, let's just Jesus. make sure we don't create any more of this. Wow. And we'll struggle along with the ones we got. We don't really Is there a way – I mean though, how do people get themselves out of it? That's just my question. They don't themselves. They need other people. You need other people. They you need, need to help. be away for a long time. It takes a long – there's many different ways right now. Uh, there's all kinds of ideas and all kinds of <laughs> – Things um, I, I you know I'm interested in people to re, re, um, being restored to full flourishing life. Right. Uh, Maybe even better than before they got addicted, right. which is what recovery looks like sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that is abstinence based. Yeah. I'm not interested in methadone and suboxone, though they're fine to detox people for a few days. If somebody wants to do that, I have no objection. Mm-hmm. But those replacement therapies, unless it's somebody who's failed and is unwilling to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Then and your goal should still be to get to abstinence. eventually get eventually. to a place and when right. you do you got to work hard. It's a lot of work for a long time. I again, I have uh, relatives. We have relatives. My wife's got relatives that were in, you know, said they're they're in recovery, but also in recovery for alcohol, but then taking had operations no. and whatever. And you're like, well, it's nope. not a full not thing out. there. Not, not a full thing. It. It's just gonna go. It's gonna go bad. Or it'll no, go going into to something go else. It's going into something yeah. else. That's a wow. that's a not a recovery because that's not being honest. And it's a, it's, it's a, a whole thing. Hey, good times, my people. Yeah, good times. <laughs> good times. Good times. <laughs> so we, funny, dude. Such a such a great. Again, I can't thank you enough for being in this movie. It's my pleasure. I know you're going to the premiere for it, like right now. Right? Yeah, yeah, we'll screening tonight. Screening tonight. If people are fans of yours and what you do on this show they'll love this movie i think they're just gonna laugh and enjoy there's it. something familiar about this film for now mm-hmm. yes. aside from the fact that there's people that they'll recognize and been excited about for the last couple of years right there's something very like now about this film that's I, I what i took so away too. and uh so I, I i that's why it's getting all this reach can i can i see it on like netflix or hulu or something or what do it, i do i thinking about first of all you can get it video on demand if it's not in your city i don't even know what that means vod video. means if whatever cable company direct tv and whatever you have so if it'll you show just, up on the you, s- if you go on do your demand thing and type in poop talk okay 
You can, you can see it on iTunes. If you go to does, iTunes. Does Amazon have it on demand? I think that's they where, will. I think that's they where will. I get all my demand stuff. Yeah. They, they may be able to do it. Now, I think there's a window for it to be released, and then it will probably be on Amazon. Okay. And, and But it might be on Amazon right away. All I know is it's on iTunes. That's one thing. Ah, so you can okay. get it on iTunes. If you're not one of the 10 cities, or if you're one of the 10 cities, go to the theater. Go to the theater and see it. See with other people. I will say it's what's cool about it, having seen it in theaters, it's fun to watch a whole theater of people laugh a bunch of times Well, I was going to say, I was hoping you had seen it to know that what that must be very so satisfying. So once, yeah, in uh, New York at the Long Island Film, or the uh, Lower East Side Film Festival, you know, as we are quickly becoming a society of people who are just on their phones and very mm-hmm. individually doing things, mm-hmm. as comedians, we love going in to a and town doing a, and doing a set of comedy to hear a whole room laugh. It's a big deal. Feels like a bit of a dying Like a communal art. experience. It's a communal experience where everyone's experience. That's why it's fun to see live music and it's fun to kind of, you know, but a live music, a lot of times people are on their phones. It's such a weird thing. Laughter requires attention and everybody doing something at the same time. There is that communal experience. Going to see a movie in a movie theater, same deal. Mm-hmm. I just – I absolutely love it when everybody – horror movies and comedy are the best because their reactions are so visceral. You're yes. laughing. You're jumping out of your seat. Yes. Both things are amazing. We, we do need to share more as human beings. Agreed. Just, that's a general note. And so why not – Around poop and around comedy. One quick comedy story about Corolla and observations in cities. We were in Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. I didn't didn't know he did what you're talking about, but I'm seeing now he just does these observations like you're talking about and tries to make stories out of it. We were uh, in Salt Lake City. They have like big, huge, beautiful boulevards. You look like you'd eat off them. But on each side with a crosswalk, there's a, a flag. You can pick up the flag as as a pedestrian and hold it over your head and walk to the other side and put the flag in a little what? box on the other side, a little, little, little like capture PVC the flag. Pipe. Well, what's even what Corolla was like? They're there. How long are they? They're, they stay there. Yeah, he goes to Los Angeles in seven minutes. That'd be a shiv. It'd be <laughs> they would they'd shave off the end. And boom! That'd be the someone end. would write Lakers on it and stick it in their car. Right. And drive little absolutely. puppet on this flag. Uh huh. Exactly. All right. I know you guys got to go. I'm I'm dragging this out, but that's this is it. Let's uh, see you at Sklarbuzz. S K L A R is the Twitter. Super Sklar. Supersclars dot com for screening info. Yeah. Is that the only website? Is there That's the website? website. And uh, follow us on Instagram. We're at Sklar Any Brothers. T- television as well. coming out. We should look for uh, TV stuff coming up. We have a new stand up special. We're not sure exactly where it's going to come out. We're we'll waiting know in, here like in a week. two weeks. Is where that it's the one be. connected to? That's no, it's a, a different, different one. one. One that we shot last year, and we're waiting to see where it's going to land. Oh, okay. and so this is going to be a nice, fun six months for you. Good for us. Yeah, yeah, good so. for you. Thank you. See you soon. I'll see you all next time. For calling times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com. Pluto TV is playing the biggest movies every night this summer for free. Watch hit movies like The Matrix, G.I. Joe Retaliation, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Scary Movie, Runaway Bride, and more all summer long. Check out the biggest stars like The Rock, Keanu Reeves, Tom Cruise, Julia Roberts, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and more. 
Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of free TV channels in English and Spanish featuring TV shows, news, sports, comedy, and more, all for free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device, including Android and Apple smartphones. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free.